Have you ever eaten a salad without any dressing? That's what reading this week's book felt like. You know it's good for you, but it sure as hell doesn't taste good. Let me give you the cliff notes and spare you from having to read Real Estate by the Numbers. Welcome to the Mastering Real Estate Podcast. This podcast is for real estate investors and professionals looking to take their real estate game to the next level. On Tuesdays, I analyze the industry's leading real estate books and break down the main lessons that you can apply to your life and business. Then on Thursdays, I review the lessons I have learned from flipping over 100 houses and being a full-time real estate investor since 2018. Stay tuned each week so that we can all become masters of real estate together. This is episode seven, and today we are reviewing Jay Scott and Dave Meyer's Real Estate by the Numbers. This book was so hard to get through, but it does contain a lot of good information. So I'm going to boil it down for you and hopefully save you some time and money that you might have spent reading this textbook. I mean book. I'm your host, Maura McGraw. I've been a full-time real estate investor since 2018. I've managed over 100 flips, founded and grown a real estate investment firm and property management company, and I live and work in the real estate industry every day. We have two show formats on this podcast. On Tuesdays, I analyze the industry's leading real estate books, pick out the key points, and help you apply the key concepts to your life and business. And on Thursdays, I share some of my own most important lessons learned from flipping 100 houses and being a full-time real estate investor. Why should you listen? There's a lot of noise out there when it comes to real estate, but there are timeless, important lessons in books. I will also cover a broad array of topics that help you become a well-rounded real estate professional. Finally, I want to help you take action. I boil down the key lessons and takeaways from each book into action steps you can apply to your life and business. This week, we're reviewing Jay Scott and Dave Meyer's Real Estate by the Numbers, a complete reference guide to deal analysis. This book teaches you about the key metrics to analyze real estate deals, compare investment opportunities, and raise money. It reads similar to a textbook and will teach you most of the math that you need to know to be an analytical investor. Before we jump into the book, let's learn a little bit about the author's Jay Scott and Dave Meyer. Last week in episode five, we talked about Jay Scott since we reviewed his book, Recession Proof Real Estate Investing. As a quick recap, Jay Scott is a partner at Bardown Investments. He's transacted over $150 million in real estate. He currently co-hosts the podcast, Drunk Real Estate, and is the author of five books on real estate investing. Dave Meyer has spent his career working at various software companies and investing in real estate on the side. He is currently the VP of Market Intelligence at Bigger Pockets. Dave also hosts a podcast called On the Market, and he recently released another book called Start with Strategy. Dave has been a real estate investor in Colorado since 2010, and he is primarily a buy and hold investor and self-manages all of his properties, but has also started recently getting into short-term vacation rentals. Here's a quick summary of the book. It's broken down into five parts. Part one is called personal and business performance. 
This details the basics of personal and business finance. Part two is called the concepts. This details the basic rules of money and how to analyze it. Part three is called the key return metrics and goes over the metrics used to analyze real estate investment deals. Part four is called funding and financing deals. This is probably my favorite part of the book and it teaches you how to understand finance and how to structure deals. Finally, part five is called making it work for you. And this chapter evaluates the pros and cons of different real estate investment strategies. In a nutshell, you can find all of the key terms and mathematical equations that you need to understand in order to analyze real estate investment deals in this book. Now that you know a little bit about what the book is about and how it's structured, let's get into the key concepts. Where do I begin? This book does contain a lot of useful information, but it seriously reads like a textbook and is very hard to digest. And real quick, before anyone's anxiety starts to build, don't worry, I made digital flashcards for free with all of these key terms and equations that you can check out in the show notes and review for free. Hopefully, this will spare you from actually having to read this book. Anyways, here are some of the key concepts from each section of the book. Part one is called personal and business performance. This is where you learn the basics of personal and business finance, and you learn some key concepts like net worth, the personal financial statement, how to recognize and kind of how to analyze a balance sheet and profit and loss statement. You learn the difference between assets and liabilities. You learn what a savings rate is, um, what profit is, owner equity, cost of goods sold, gross profit, operating income, EBITDA, profit margins, gross potential rent, rent loss, vacancy, concessions, loss to lease, operating expenses, NOI, cash flow, and CapEx. Yes, that was a total mouthful and probably overwhelming to listen to. And believe me, that's how it felt reading this section in this whole book. But like I said, check out the digital flashcards that I made for you if you want to get into what all those concepts actually mean. There's no nice or pretty way that I could think of to nicely summarize all these concepts. So I'm going to tell you what they are. And if you want to dive deeper, go check out the free digital flashcards. Part two is called the concepts. This is where the authors go over the basic rules of money and how to analyze it. Here they talk about things like interest, expect value, the time value of money, future value, discount rates, present value, discounted cash flow, NPV, IRR, taxable income, depreciation, amortization, and common tax strategies. Then we get into part three, the key return metrics. And this is where the authors go over the metrics that are used to analyze real estate investment deals. And some of the things that we learn in this section are cash flow before and after taxes, ROI, equity multipliers, cap rates, cash on cash return, AAR, CAGR, IRR, and GRM. Then in part four, which is called funding and financing deals, we learn how to understand finance and structure our real estate deals. You're going to learn about things like the capital stack, types of debt and equity, and different ways to structure deals and take on partners, interests. You're going to learn about concepts like APR, debt service coverage ratio, loan to value and loan to cost, what a loan constant is, how to use leverage, return on equity, and different ways to refinance your deal. Yeah, spoiler alert, I can't recommend this book, but if I had to recommend one section of the book, it would probably be part four. Finally, we get to part five and we're 
breathing a sigh of relief. This is called making it work for you. This is the pros and cons of evaluating different real estate investment strategies. And here we learn things like cash flow, appreciation, amortization, and tax benefits. Basically, the authors say they go over different types of real estate strategies and you evaluate them on how they perform in terms of cash flow, appreciation, amortization, and tax benefits. They say that those are the main criteria you want to use to evaluate your strategy and how it's working. So that's what that chapter's about. I know that that was a lot very fast. This book was a lot, but I pulled out all the key concepts for you and made digital flashcards. So again, if you wanna learn this stuff and it is good stuff to learn, you can do it like that or I'll have some suggestions a little bit later on in the podcast about maybe some better ways to try to learn some of this stuff. Okay, let's boil it down. In my opinion, this book really boils down to four main points. Number one is to learn the basics of personal and business finance. Number two is to learn how to do real estate financial modeling and analyze deals like a professional. Number three is to figure out how to use leverage to your advantage. And number four is to evaluate your real estate strategy based on the following four things, cash flow, appreciation, amortization, and tax benefits. If I had to summarize the book's main points, they would be these four. In this seemingly very long and tedious book, there were five quotes that I thought were notable and worth sharing. So here they are. The first one is, for your personal wealth, the ultimate measurement you need to track is your net worth. Tracking it over time by regularly completing a personal financial statement is the key to knowing whether you're succeeding as an investor. I thought this was generally great advice and something that most of us can apply to our lives whether we read the book or not. The second quote I liked was, as an investor or anyone looking to achieve financial freedom, compounding may be the single most important component of wealth. And I like this quote because most of us who are into real estate investing or investing in general, we're looking to create long-term wealth and compounding and compound interest is one of the most powerful tools to get there. So I thought this was a good point. The third quote that I liked is this one. If you're investing for the long-term, the strategy is simple continuously reinvest your profits at the highest possible rate of return. I thought that this was a good reminder that it's not only important to make a solid profit from your investments, but to also continuously reinvest as much as you can because that's what's going to get you to financial freedom or your long-term wealth goals the quickest. So I thought that was good advice. Then quote number four is another one that I liked and it's The best investors don't just think about making more money. They also think about making money sooner. And this is from the section about the time value of money. And I thought this was a good point because a lot of times as investors, we look at kind of simple, we can look at simple return metrics like ROI or cap rates and compare investments and make decisions. But we don't always think about the time horizon and trying to get the most money back as soon as possible so that we can reinvest. And I've (laughs) made this mistake a few times. So I thought that this point was really good. And finally, the last quote that I thought was pretty good is this one. Taxes cannot be an afterthought for investors. They should be a key component of your deal analysis and your larger investing strategy. It's not just about how much return you can generate. It's about how much return you can keep 
and invest. And I know that taxes are not the most exciting thing for anybody, but as you start your investing journey and you start building wealth, taxes become more and more important. And this is a theme that even early on in the podcast, I'm starting to see across different books is that the sooner you can learn and master the ins and outs of taxes, the better off you're going to be because it, <laughs> as you go, taxes will become just as important as the profit that you make from your various investments and projects. So I thought that this was another good point and it echoes a lot of advice from some of the other books I've read so far. Overall, what did I like about the book? Uh, not a lot, to be honest. Um, but I will admit that it covers very important topics that professional investors should all learn if they want to become great at what they're doing. If there was a way to direct download the information from this book straight into your brain, that would be great. Um, however, slogging through the read is pretty painful. What did I dislike about the book? Okay, this is probably the driest, heaviest, and possibly most boring book that I've ever read. It reads so much like a textbook and it took me weeks to get through and felt like a total slog. Personally, I think it would be much better to learn this information from a class or a course. Um, that's how I originally learned a lot of these concepts. I think that trying to read and understand them straight from a book would probably appeal to very few people. For example, I can personally recommend the Real Estate Financial Modeling courses, the REFM courses. They are very good and practical, um, and you learn how to do all of this analysis using Excel, and you get a certification at the end. That's just one example of what I think is a better way to learn this type of material. So I'll put a link to that course in the show notes. Although this book was a drag, there were a few really good lessons that we can all take away and apply to our lives and businesses. And they are the following. Number one, track your net worth. Fill out a personal financial statement at least once a year and start working on increasing your net worth. Easy, we can all do that. Number two is to learn basic financial modeling if you want to be a serious investor. And do yourself a favor and take a course on this instead of reading this book. I think you'll find that a lot easier to get through and a lot more practice. This is a very useful skill, but personally, I found it very difficult to learn from a book. I know there are people out there that can learn this stuff straight from reading it from a book. That is not me. Number three is learn about taxes and factor them into your investing decision. Taxes are a convoluted and constantly changing subject. So I think a good place to start for all of us would be to start by getting a good CPA to help you out and give you good advice while you learn more about. Okay, who should read this book? I cannot in good faith recommend that anyone read this book. It was that pain. But Maybe if you're one of those weirdos who enjoys reading textbooks, you would like it. Other than that, it is so heavy and dry that I'm going to tell you to do yourself a favor and skip this one. Overall, I give this book a 3 out of 10 rating. I did have to give it some points because it does contain good information. However, it was almost impossible for me to get through. If I hadn't committed to reading it for this podcast episode, there's no way I would have finished this book. Now let's take a quick minute to thank our show sponsor, Doradus Academy. Over the years, so many people have asked me how to get started in 
and real estate investing that eventually I felt like I had to create some sort of comprehensive product to give people who genuinely wanted to learn. And I did consider writing a book. Then for all the reasons that I hated this book, I decided to create a course instead. And I actually cover a lot of the topics from this book in my masterclass, but hopefully in a much more engaging and digestible way. I hated trying to learn a lot of this stuff from a textbook while I was doing my master's degree in real estate. So I knew that I had to create a better way. And that's why we created Doritos Academy, which contains a bunch of free investor resources, plus our masterclass, which is called The First Steps to Investing in Real Estate. Taking my course would be a much preferable alternative to reading this book, if I do say so myself. So check it out. As I mentioned earlier in the episode, whenever I read these books, I take all of the key terms and concepts and put them into digital flashcards that you can review for free. So see the link in our show notes and make sure you check them out. You can also find links to all of the other resources that I mentioned in this episode, including that real estate financial modeling course that I recommend, the slideshow that I use for these podcasts, and much more. And also, if you're listening to this, we have a video version of the podcast on YouTube, so check that out if you're interested. This concludes today's episode. Make sure that you check out the podcast section at DoritosAcademy.com if you want to see the show notes or any of the resources that we mentioned in the episode. And thank you so much for listening. Come back on Thursdays to learn about project number four, The Lessons Learned. And I'll see you next Tuesday when I review Lawrence Janeski's book, The Highest Calling. Let's pray to God that it's better than this week's book. See you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. We are a new and growing podcast, so every rating, review, and share helps immensely. Also, make sure that you're following us on social media where you'll see a lot more behind-the-scenes content on a daily basis. See you every Tuesday and Thursday.